Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com. It is February 24th. It is the list in your boy, number 204. We've got a lot of news. We've got Jimmy Van. It's going to be a good time. Check out some of the other stuff we've done on Fightful over the last week. Have a very unconventional Maki Ito interview that has blown up one of our most watched views or videos of the year. Check that out. I also interviewed Dakota Kai. And this week I'm interviewing Sean Maluda, who you guys might remember from wrestling Kota Ibushi in the Cruiserweight Classic. He's all over AEW. But you know what? Get your super chats in. Get your questions or statements right on the air because I get the feeling a lot of people have a lot of things to say today, Jimmy. Sean Rossap, I'm proud of you, buddy. Don't. Just don't. I'm proud of you, buddy. Just just don't. I'll say that. Just don't. I, Legitimately, I don't. I don't want to talk about it. I can't even give compliments no, anymore? No. I don't want to go there. I don't want to talk about it. I don't think you even know what I'm talking about. Of course I know what you're talking about. No, you don't. You're talking no, you don't. about my huge package, Jimmy. <laughs> And I told you that I didn't want to talk about my package on the air anymore. I told you I didn't want to talk about the veins and the vascularity. Anymore. anymore. Striation. The the attention to detail that my package head has here. Uh-huh. No, I was talking and, about the fact. And the perfectly manscaped hair as well. Uh-huh. I was talking about the fact that you are consistently using the ad read graphics now. I saw on the post-raw podcast, even Denise acknowledged how much better it is using the on-screen uh, graphics. Yes. She even said she likes it better. Good for you. I've been. I don't. I don't watch every single podcast like like in its sure. entirety. Me, either. but I but I do check in and uh, and you've been good, man. You've been using it regularly. I tell Sean it's a great value add to clients. It's something that I I believe in in my regular business. Good for you. You've been consistent. Thank you. What did I you think I'm... I was going to say when you get all freaked out? I just I told say, you. Oh, I see. I just oh. told you. Jesus. Uh, guys, leave a thumbs up. Subscribe. <laughs> all that good stuff. Also, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com <laughs> because right before this show, I had another update on the big show, and uh, we're going to talk about it. My God. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I guess we'll start there. If, Sorry, the, unless you die on the air. Water just went down the wrong pipe. I think you guys have all dealt with that before. Let's talk about this. So, you know, when, when, I, when we put up this thumbnail uh, for, the, for the show today, and the thumbnail asked the question, um, from WWE to AEW, when is it too much? That was the question. Yes. Now I'm not, sh- I'm not shooting on AEW for this because I don't know if I'm necessarily the target audience for them. And so I legitimately, cause I was talking to Sean and Sean said, Oh, you're going to put this on the thumbnail and you're going to piss off AEW fans. And I told him, no, no, no. I legitimately want to know how are they getting to the point where it's too much? I don't or, think you piss off AEW fans. I just think a lot of them will be like, well, I'm not listening to the shit before they even listen to it. No, I think I think it's I think it's a valid question. Let, let's go to the details first. So uh, sure. we're doing this on February February 24th. Uh, AEW announced that Paul White, formerly The Big Show, uh, he signed a long-term deal with them. He's going to provide commentary for a new YouTube show on Monday nights called AEW Dark Elevation. 
And according to the press release, uh, he'll be used in the ring as a wrestler as well. Mike Johnson reports that uh, WWE and uh, Paul White had been unable to come to terms on a new deal. And so that opened up the door for him to go to uh, AEW. Right out of the shoot, I just want to say, I think Paul White is a great choice as a mentor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he's a fabulous choice as a mentor because he's been around for decades. People forget how long he's been around. When when he went to WWE in 99 from WCW, he was in his mid-20s. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. He was very young. And so he's got decades of experience. He's very intelligent guy, very well-spoken, very personable and funny. He's got a lot of range. So when you want to talk about helping guys, when it comes to being baby being healed, being funny, being serious, he's got a ton of range. Uh, he can improvise, you know, some guys in WWE, they got too used to, to doing it word by word. He can improvise. He's got a lot to offer as, as a mentor. What I question is if AEW is putting too much emphasis on bringing in past stars. Um, and they do these big press releases for them all the time. And, and I, I, I'm asking, why, why wouldn't they do a big press release for the big, I'm show? not, I'm not, that's not really the point. I'm just saying that they put a lot of emphasis on past stars and where I want to ask you this question, Sean, if you think that they might be getting to the point of it being too much, there's the overhead component too. Mm-hmm. Because when you think of Chris Jericho as an example, Chris Jericho went on record to say that he signed the biggest contract of his wrestling career with AEW. Jim Ross went on record to say he signed the biggest contract of his wrestling career with AEW. They haven't released financial terms for Paul White, but they're throwing a lot of money at these guys. And and so I question if there's going to get to a point if they're not already there where it's too much. What are your thoughts? I think they have 90 people on their roster, so I don't think it's too much. They got 90 people in three shows. We'll talk about the show in a little bit. Uh, and I don't mean, well, I guess we are talking about the big show. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and Andrew Monaghan says, was the Go Big Show a coincidence? Yes. When Jeremy put in the chat writing the article about Big Show to AEW, I was like, you're an asshole. That's not funny thinking that he meant that the people on Go Big Show were going to be on AEW. And he's like, no, really. Uh, but no, I don't think it's too much and for, for a couple of reasons. The overhead, I think, takes care of itself. I think they're going to make their money back on most of these legends, if not all of them. If not in experience and learning and all that stuff. But, I mean, they're, they're having him commentate, so that, that adds value too, but their merchandise is doing really, really well. And also, Jimmy, they got, what, three video games coming out? So you get to use this guy for two or three different video games. Also, a a Legends uh, line of AEW figures. And I just want to say, I don't know this to be sure, but I know they've got the Unrivaled series, which I collect, and I'm probably going to stop soon. And they've got Unmatched, which I'm told is like, mimicking LJN or Hasbro or different styles. I don't know if that's true. It's what somebody on Twitter told me. But you've got Arn Anderson, Taz, Jake Roberts, Paul White, Tully Blanchard, Dean Malenko, Jerry Lynn, and Sting. Dustin Rhodes, Jake Hager, yes. Matt but Hardy, mean, But I'm Guerrero. talking about people who aren't, like, aren't really wrestling now. And beyond that, like Billy Gunn. Like, you have an honest-to-God, like, legends uh, stable of people that you can rely on for that. And I think that that's very important with merchandising and stuff like that. And uh, I had spoke to some people close to big show today. Cause there, there were nobody that I heard of had like known it was coming. That doesn't mean nobody did, but it was close to the vest. WWE higher ups found out like, I think last week or something, or maybe a couple of weeks ago that it, we wouldn't be hanging around. But I had somebody telling me, oh, we knew something big was happening because his show got canceled. He sold his house and his deal expired. Where was he living before? uh, Miami. Or he had a house in Miami that he and his wife sold. Okay. Uh, And David Jacksonville or something? I don't know. But David Bixenspan had actually mentioned that. I I, as After I posted that, (laughs) I saw David Bixenspan mention that. And I guess it helped pay some of his debts from his boxing project, so to speak. But um, we'll get to some super chats. Anakin says they probably made all their money they spent on Stingback with his T-shirt. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, and and I'm I'm not questioning that that bringing in every legend is a mistake. I'm not saying that at all. Like as a matter of fact, when they when they signed Sting, we talked on this podcast about the reasons why it made sense. So yeah. that's not that's not what I'm suggesting. I'm and, just and questioning. I don't think if, Big Show is going to sell as many T-shirts. As Sting. No, and, <laughs> and that was kind of part of. I didn't want to come flat out and say he's not the draw. Sting is. 
He's not. Um, but that that's kind of part of it. But again, depending on how they use him, because, you know, commentary, I think it could be really good. Uh, like I said, I think he'd be a great mentor. Something else I could see, see for him. If the deal with New Japan goes any further, he's yeah. the kind of guy Japan likes. You know, he, he fits the mold of, of, of a special attraction. Yes, and I could, does. and I, I could see him going over and do something in Japan if if uh, if he wants to. I guess I'll I'll uh, I'll kind of reserve judgment on it. They they are bringing in a lot of guys. They are adding to the payroll. You're right that you know they're they're making money now on the uh, on the TNT deal. They're probably going to see an increase on the next deal if they can get anywhere close to nine figures on their next deal, like per year. Then uh, then it's it's all gravy. You know? I just got to see what they do with him. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know how often he's going to wrestle. Obviously, he's in really good shape right now. If he were in this shape in 2000, he'd, he'd have been one of the biggest stars. I mean, he is, he still has been one of the bigger stars, but he would be, he would have been undeniable because that's what WWE always wanted out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, Raymond Dunlap has sent a super chat and said, uh, what do you think WWE still embarrassed or why do you think WWE still embarrasses leaving uh, stars? It seems quite juvenile. I don't know if they necessarily knew he was going to be hitting the bricks then. Uh, yeah. But I mean, you, you do. Hey, it's not just them. Look at how he left WCW. Everybody beat him down. That's just kind of the way a lot of people leave. Not everybody can have the rascals leaving impact wrestling. Yeah. They Some always people- say that's the time honor tradition. That's, yeah. that's all. That's the old school speak on the way out. You, you do the honors. And I remember that was one of the bones of contention with Brock Lesnar and the undertaker. Yeah. Is that Brock was leaving. He gave his notice. He was doing a program with Taker. He didn't want to put him over every night. That was, that was one of the big rumors about that, that time. So I don't know. I, I, I to me, I, I just don't, Sean and I talked about this uh, before the show. And I said to Sean, is this really that big of a story? Cause to me, it's not that big I of think, a story. I think he's a great addition. I think he he's is. a great, I think he he's is. a great smart addition. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's the biggest news to drop today. That's fair. It's the biggest news to drop this week. I mean, maybe. So, okay. You know what? Since Monday, since the Miz won the title, I think the Miz winning the title is bigger news than oh, the big show. Absolutely. AEW. It absolutely. It is. Yeah. We started with, uh, with, with Paul way, just because I guess it was slightly more timely today. Yeah, of course. But uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, like I said, well, as a mentor, I think that he'd be great. I don't think they're going to put him in the title picture. I'd, I'd like to think they that shouldn't. they don't have the, you know, maybe they put him in a tag team if, at some point. If maybe. he has a one-off title match eventually, so be it. Yeah, former, yeah, maybe. Former, yeah. former everything champion, ECW, WWE, World Heavyweight, WCW champion who wants the AEW title. It makes sense. He just can't win it. Um, we've got a lot of super chats about this. Stellar Justin Lopez says, if I'm AEW next week after they have that Shaq and Cody match, do you have Paul White come down and stare down Shaq and build to a match at double or nothing? Yeah, they never did it. Yeah, they never did it. They did no. the, the Battle Royal spot. And yeah. um, I know I, that I think it, it was show a- that was angling like two years ago for Manny. He was really angling for it. Yeah. And I remember seeing footage of the two of them. They were at some kind of a uh, red carpet event or something. And Big Show was on him. He was like, are we going to do it? Are we going to do it? Like he wanted to do it. So maybe now AEW can put it together. Hear me out. After the Cody Shaq match, they shake hands. They're good. The Big Show comes out. And then maybe at double or nothing, depending on the trajectory, you find a way to do Jericho and Show against Cody and Shaq. And maybe you you get that celebrity integration. Although the special does kind of wear off on Shaq after that, that first one. Evan Wright says, I'm excited for the big men in that company because they've arguably had the best big man ever to, to just talk to, Wardlow and Will Hobbs specifically. And the thing is, one of the things I like about AEW is their their big men are a little bit more realistic. Like their big men are like 6'3 to 6'5 instead of all being like seven foot people yes. that can't work. They're not trying work. to force that. I mean, I still love Luchasaurus. And you remember when we were in Vegas and it was like, I think Luchasaurus' first big event. Yeah. Uh, and everybody was talking about him and granted his size was a reason because at the time he was really the only big guy they had, yeah. but the fact that he could move and work for a guy that size, you know, he's, and he's six, five, he's not right. seven feet tall. Right. right. And to be quite frank, how many seven foot tall UFC stars are there? There aren't many. Tim, Stephen Sylvia, Tim Sylvia got to the UFC title. Stefan Struve couldn't cut it. Yeah. And Gan McGee. Nobody remembers Gan McGee. <laughs> 
Uh, Ricardo Holt says, how the hell will AEW replace that iconic theme? Do you think they'll have somebody do a, like a whale? It wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. Or if they decide to call him the big shot or something, I don't know. Such a bad name. (laughs) Wasn't that hardcore Holly? Oh yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So you never know. Do it here at Daly's place. (laughs) You know, they would, you know, they would, you know, they would. Oh boy. Uh, Stellar Justin Lopez says it's funny. WWE fans are upset by this. And they're the ones that were for years chaining. It just please retire. Well, I mean, to be fair, the condition that he was in, he probably needed to do back then, but the condition WWE fans upset. Some, I don't like the blanket statement that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are you seeing much in terms of people saying, Oh no, Oh no. Kind of thing. WWE or AEW could quite frankly cure cancer and the other like people that are diehards of the other would be like very cynical about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Evan Wright said, saw the presser and immediately popped for Marco. That'll be interesting. Marco stunt has to do something with big show has to. And Anakin said, did his Netflix show end because his WWE deal was expiring? No, they canceled the show. So that I tried was, watching one episode. Oh, it was so bad. Yeah. It was so bad. Uh, Keith says, hashtag FDF, first live stream I've caught in a while. I've heard he's going to be on commentary for AEW Dark's new sideshow. Any thoughts? Well, I don't know if it'll be like a sideshow or if it'll get more attention. Let's go ahead and talk about this. The the uh, elevation, elevation show that Nick's bringing up. He says, with that coming and the upcoming NXT Evolve, I'm not sure I'm going to keep up weekly. Is oversaturation a concern? It is for me personally, yes. but I don't. I don't think it is. For these companies, because I think they'll assume, well, whatever people see, uh, whatever people want to see, they'll seek out type of thing. I, I think it is what they need to do, given the landscape currently. Mm-hmm. And and it's like we talked about when they had, say, Private Party going to Impact. That meant that for that one week, Private Party got to work an extra show. Because yes. right now, all you've got is is Wednesday nights. And so, uh, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it. I do think it's a lot of a lot of wrestling content. And uh, and like they mentioned, NXT evolved, and and, and AEW are they still not planning on doing another televised show? Oh, they are. Edition? They are. They're doing a show on Warner Media, another show that is supposed to be on level with this. Now, here's here's my suggestion personally, and and here's the thing: I, I can't remove myself from the equation because I'm watching every hour of this. We're talking three hours of Raw, now one hour of Elevation, two hours of Dark, two hours of Impact two hours of NXT, two hours of AEW, an hour of MLW, an hour of uh, 205 Live, two hours of SmackDown, an hour of ROH. Like, And you're still going lot. to toy vomit. You're still yes. uh, you know, catching up on shows on Netflix. How the hell do you do it, Le- Legitimately, if Kyler wasn't doing like the clip spots on Scraps, I would not have physical time to do this. But you know what? They're not setting up their shows and saying, you know what? I hope Sean Ross Sapp can catch this. That's not what they're doing. They want to provide like their own quote unquote universe, I would imagine. And, I think a lot of it is just to get in the reps. Yeah, sure. And that, that's that's fine. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And uh, my friend Maggie brings up a good point. Two hours of dark is a bit too much to me or for me. Me too. Oh, by the way, NXT UK as well. There's another hour that I watch every do single they, week. Do they timestamp uh, dark on YouTube? They've started to. Okay, because that to me makes a lot of sense because you got all these young guys. If they have the wherewithal to understand, sure, no one is ever going to watch everything. Yes. But we need our young guys to get the reps in. So let's timestamp their matches. And then if somebody just has interest in this guy, they can just go to that match. That makes perfect sense to me. So long as AEW is not thinking we have to do a million views every week on dark, so long as they're thinking bigger picture, then yeah. no problem. Well, I like this method a lot more than what they used to do. What they used to do was they would put each individual match on YouTube and it really bogged down their YouTube because we're talking 12 to 15 matches on Dark a week. And I love Dark. It is very – I love a lot of stuff about Dark. Um, And somebody says they're releasing singles matches later in the week. I don't know if they have been doing that since they timestamped to have they – like. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but I think they they ceased doing that with when they started the timestamps, which makes sense to me. Yeah, it but does. I love so much about Dark. It gets people reps. Not only that, it helps scout talent. It pays so many indie wrestlers. Jimmy, I have talked to multiple indie wrestlers that were able to quit their jobs 
because they were getting on dark regularly. Um, I've talked to people like Dan- a good example. Danny Limelight did our interview. He's not signed. He's wearing an AEW shirt. You mentioned, uh, I probably wouldn't do that if I were you, but that's great for AEW, isn't it? Sure. Exactly. Of, course. of course. They're cultivating an environment of loyalty with people that aren't even under full-time deals. So it's a very smart thing in that regard. I personally would scale back dark to about an hour, hour and a half. But I mean, I, I also understand even if if the plot is to move that second hour of dark that they've done because they decide how long the show is. That's mm-hmm. up to them. If they're moving that to Mondays, that makes sense because I saw a lot of buzz for that women's tournament because it was on right before Raw. And people were already camped out, ready to go before Monday Night Raw. So, um, yeah, and plus the shows would just be easier to digest if, if that is what they plan to do. Yeah. So we'll see. And, and again, like having Paul Wade on commentary, it's not a bad thing. No, you know? I, I'm, he's like not a dream interview, but he's a guy I've wanted to interview for a long time. Like I, I think there's a million dollar podcast in big show. If, if Conrad Thompson gets a hold of him and he might, I think there's a million dollar podcast in him right there. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be curious. He's, Cause it, it seems like with big show, sometimes, you know, sometimes when I've seen interviews with him, it's like, you want to catch him on a good day. Yeah. Seems like if he's having a good day, then he's really personable and funny. If he's not having a good day, he's pretty to the point and serious. I find. Yeah, but he's and, got a, and, he's got a ton of knowledge and very very entertaining. Let's get to some of these super chats because AEW hit us like simultaneously with a couple of the bigger news stories this week. Evan Wright says Excalibur and Taz on dark commentary is the best. Well, that's another thing, Jimmy. Like you get reps for Ricky Starks on commentary and other people like that. Uh, Dante says with all this extra time, give me a women's tag title and tournament because uh, and give them to Ivelisse and Diamante because they rule on dark. Yeah, that's the thing. They sign a lot of these people and they're, I don't want to say relegated to Dark because Dark mm-hmm. does pretty damn good numbers. But um, I, I would wait until they got some some people back from Japan and from injury before I would install that, that tag team division. But I, I don't hate it. And Speed Funk says, I wonder who else is, that's a legend uh, in wrestling that will sh- show up on AEW. The Briscoe Brothers, Jay Lethal. Dreamer and Rhino. Rhino is signed to a multi-year deal with Impact Wrestling. Jay Lethal just re-signed with Impact Wrestling. The Briscoes, I'm pretty sure they signed. Dreamer, if there's a battle royal to be had, Tommy Dreamer will show up in it in his polka dot <laughs> pan, and he will he will do it. <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if Bill Goldberg's there end of the year or whatever. And, that wouldn't shock me. So the funny thing is, Jimmy, a couple years ago, and boy, I feel like such an asshole now. Maybe I should. <laughs> But <laughs> only and, now, Sean? Only now, only now. Me and Nikita Krylov fan were at uh, Lexington Comic Con. If you remember, I did some work there for the site, got some stuff. Oh, yeah, and Christian, yeah, I remember. The main thing I was there it was for an Edge and Christian uh, Q&A, and it was so much fun. And this fan, and I wasn't the only one that was kind of an asshole. I didn't do it verbally, <laughs> but it got a lot of <laughs> guy. Because there were he, this guy said, oh, would you all ever go to AEW? And there were so many people that were like, why? Why would they? Well, now you, Edge got an offer from AEW. Why wouldn't AEW make Christian an offer? Oh, by the way, they could use the name Christian Cage if right. they wanted to. Yep. It's realistic to think, well, okay, people said AEW made an offer to Goldberg. Well, I believe it. Oh, I do too. I do. But I mean, here's the thing, and I got a story coming on Fightful Select. There's a lot of former WWE people that when I reached out, and you know the people in AEW that I talked to, that I reached out to, and I was straight up told, not interested. We want a fresh approach to the roster. And I think that is what they wanted at first. I don't think they wanted initially to come in and be like, here's all these WWE guys. Yeah. But then when you pepper them in and you're like, okay, Brody Lee, Jake Hager, uh, now you got Sting. When you awesome. pepper them in after you establish that fresh roster, I think that's a good approach because you can't just be like, no former WWE guys because WWE did that with TNA for years and look what they they sacrificed. They could have had years of Styles and Joe and now they're signing fucking Gunner. Yeah. Gunner and like all the so weird. Uh To me when I look at when I look at say ex WWE stars, if you want to just use that as a blanket term, I look at say a Moxley, Brody Lee, FTR, Pac, Miro completely differently than Sting uh, even yes. Jake Hager, 
Jake Roberts, Arn Anderson, Billy sure. Gunn, Big Show. I look at them different because these are guys in their prime that were not utilized properly, which is no different than Steve Austin going to WWE or even Big Show going to WWE. Guys that were in their prime that weren't being utilized properly, Mick Foley. See, I, I, I look at them a little bit differently. But uh, I just, I just, I, I'll see what happens. I just don't want to see them load up like, oh, here comes another, another announcement. And now Goldberg's there too. And here's another announcement and Batista's going to do something. And here's another announcement. And you know what I mean? Like, I, I want to, I want to make sure that there's, there's a, a, a reason they're doing it. They're not just doing it just because they can. Well, there you go. To me, it's, it's all how you use somebody. Yes. And I think Tully's been used great. I think Arn has been pretty good. Vicky isn't working, isn't working, but. We'll see. Molly. I'm not Bell. even happy with Miro, to be honest. I, well, I look at I look at Rusev, and I look at Miro, and I think they're two different guys. Yeah, and and again, I'll I'll see how that that pans out. Molly yeah. Bell, the great Molly Bell, uh, says Paul would be a killer listen on a podcast tour if he does it. Uh, such a kind, real dude, one of the most respected and funny. The stories I'm in. That's the thing. He's got stories all throughout. The, the beginning of the Monday Night War through 99 when WCW started to get their ass kicked. Virtually all the important stuff of NWO. Yep. Oh, by the way, the turn of the century and everything that happened along the way. He beat Hogan in his first match. Yeah. Not Ty- everybody can say that. Tyler says, big question here. Which entrance tunnel will Paul White be using or will he be able to figure out which one to use? <laughs> Baby face tunnel for he sure. He might go in one, go out the other. Baby There's face tunnel, I, I think so. Um Nick says, oh, wrong one, sorry. Uh, Ryan says, what if MJF turns on Jericho after Revolution and you get Jericho and Paul White versus MJF and Wardlow? You know what? I could see that happening, and yeah. I could see Wardlow hitting him with the old F5, too. I think that'd be a great way to to solidify. David Dickers <laughs> says, if he's going to Japan, you know it's going to be the Big Show versus Great O'Con or Great O'Shawn. Last week at my current job, then time to recuperate. Well, we hope you find something. Or I hope you already have found something else, David. I was thinking of you, but um, definitely hope that you found something, and we definitely appreciate you. Uh, get your super chats in, guys. This was I, I loved how much time we spent on these first two stories because they were two really, really big stories. Uh, but Ricardo, like this has all just com- kind of been one story. Combined, because... Th- Having a new show and having yeah. the big show are, are pretty big. But Ricardo Holt says, PSA, Maki Ito, enough said. That stunned me. Like, one, when she followed me. But two, I just reach out and she was like, yeah, hit up our translator. And I was like, sweet. And then the way that everybody took to that video with, with Kayla from Church of Joshi, thank you guys, legitimately. If that would have done a 1,000 views, I would have been very, very happy with it. And it did uh, 10,000. So was uh, it the so when you reached out to her was it the translator that got back to you? No, it, I reached out to her straight up. You did, like, yeah, her v, her directly, and she told me to hit up Tokyo Joshi Pro, and if she wanted to do it uh, via video in English, I would have been fine with that. Any way that I could get that interview, I wanted to do it because she was a very hot topic in wrestling. So uh, I, I was very happy about that. Speedpunk says, with the Impact crossovers, I want to see Brian Myers show up on AEW sometime. I know you don't watch a lot of Impact, Jimmy. He's really coming into his own on Impact. Like, I watch. I typically watch highlights on on uh, on YouTube and stuff like that. I don't watch the show live. I don't even think I have access to it because in Canada, it's only on the Fight Network, I believe. Yeah. So like, he keeps calling. Like he keeps referring to himself as like a main eventer, and he's saying that Matt Cardona's living off his coattails, calling him mid Cardona, stuff like that. It's really good. Evan Wright says that Sunday bleacher report show looks awesome. I'm not sure what you mean. Oh, oh, uh, this, yeah, yeah. This yeah. weekend. And seller Justin Lopez says, you guys see angle headed there next. Sure. I, I could. Mean, why not? Why not? And sure. They could use his name. They I was going to say, no worries with the trademarks on that one. Yeah. I mean, they, they, WWE released him. He's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the PC class, because MC Carvalho says that new PC class is fire, especially Taya, Christian Castanova, Blake Christian, loads of talent. Hey, some yep. of them we, we broke the news of, but credit to PW Insider. They were all over that stuff. I don't think Taya should be a performance center person. You should. She should be on Raw. 
The only thing I can think of is they want to make sure that she understands their way when it comes to TV. That's the only thing I can think of. Uh, because you yeah. know, the WWE is very particular about the WWE way. And so maybe they just want to make sure that she's got TV, uh, uh, TV presentation to their liking. Yes. I don't know. Otherwise, I mean, when you look at it again, you know, Rhea Ripley was just sitting around Chelsea green, still sitting around Bianca Belair was sitting around. I wouldn't have a lot of faith that they bring uh Taya up to the main roster that they're, they're going to have something ready for her. So I guess that's what they're doing with her for now. The the two names that really interest me because my mentality is the WWE way and what WWE tends to, to, to focus on um, Parker Bordeaux and, or Boudreaux, I'm sorry. And uh, Bronson Recksteiner. Those oh, two. I'm, not, I'm more interested in Recksteiner than I am Parker. And again, well, Parker's that, getting that's so much play. news coming over the next week. You know, Parker's getting so much play, you know? It's so because much of the head on his shoulders and what he looks like. That's yes, what it is. 100%. Yes. That's what it is. Yep, 100%. And, and Bronson, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a, this big jack guy, football background, son of Rick Steiner. Maybe we're going to have the dog face gremlin on Raw, Sean. And you never his know. son looks like a million bucks. Yes, he does. Jesus. And yes, he does. I've got a soft spot for Rick Steiner. When I was little, I had uh, you know, dozens of wrestling toys. And when as opposed my, to now, as opposed to now, yeah, yeah. Now I've got hundreds. <laughs> uh, and, and when my mother got rid of them, that was the only one that survived. It was a Rick Steiner, and I always had that. I still uh, but, look at the Steiner brothers as my favorite team team of the nineties. Oh, they great. were incredible in the 90s. Just incredible. So innovative. The Steiner screwdriver was such a psychotic move. So such much a- stuff they did, you know? And uh, the Frankensteiner got all the attention back in the day. Yeah. But like the, they used to do the, the bulldog off the top with the guy on Scott's shoulders and all yeah. this crazy shit. They were really good. Evan Wright says, Ethan Page not there. Revolution ladder match? I hope so. I mean, he's got to pretty well wait until he gets signed to, to get his... I think to get his visa, as far as he had told me, I think Ethan Page is TV ready for any company that would bring him in. And I think he should be on TV right now. Uh, Dan Housen, who is making a very good living on the indie circuit in ROH, said that Ethan Page is the smartest person as far as marketing himself he's ever seen. Uh, Josh Martin says, do you think maybe AEW is going to do two one-hour darks so they don't hurt the impact viewership? Now that they have a relationship, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, just and like I said, it's easier to digest. I I don't know if a lot of people are sitting there watching the entire broadcast. Some are, yeah. I'm sure. Speaking but. speaking of things that are easy to digest, <laughs> gainful.com slash fight. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Grateful. Uh, that's right. Maybe you want to look like Bronson Rex Steiner. Well, you know what? You better get that protein and gainful.com slash fightful has you covered. I love this stuff. Hit them up. Said I wanted to do business because I like the way that they do things. The pandemic had me down and out, had me out of shape, all that stuff. And gainful.com, it's not just protein. It's a special kind of protein. You don't have to get stuck with one big tub of one flavor of protein. You get individual flavored pouches and individual single-serving flavor boosts, rich chocolate, cookies and cream, Madagascar vanilla, strawberry cream, chocolate peanut butter, cafe mocha. And that's not even it. You can, you can put your unflavored protein into other recipes or uh, smoothies, anything you want. But that wasn't even the best part to me. You get unlimited one-on-one access to your own registered dietitian, and there is no other protein that can provide that. They designed this with a team of sports nutrition experts that work with actual proteins and athletes. 
And these formulas are optimized for performance with simple and effective ingredients. There is no fillers. There is no gluten. There is no soy. Sometimes when you find out that you're eating things healthy or what you perceive as healthy, they've got a lot of soy in them. And that is not ideal, especially for men. So uh, the fact that this goes without it is, is a big deal. You take a quick quiz and they tell you your tailored protein formula. And when you go to gainful.com slash fightful right now, you get $15 off your first month of personalized protein. Your fitness and nutrition journey will be one of a kind because of this. I'm loving it. It really helps me recover, really helps me get extra reps in now that I'm back in the gym. And Gainful just helps you make those steps towards your progress. You can pause your deliveries. You can change the frequency of them, update your formula or your flavors, but you don't have to stick to one flavor uh, ditch, ditch that old protein. Get with gainful.com slash fightful. That like sponsor that? is tailor made for us. I, lo- I mean, that, that was the thing. Like I have to find <laughs> them because of that. And then it's like, Hey, y'all want to do a little business. Yep. <laughs> is, that ex- is that the, did you get on a zoom call and that's the exact voice you used? No, no zoom call necessary. Oh, no, zoom call. God. no zoom call. Well, uh, we've got a, a topic uh, that I broke on fightful select today. Tyler Ross says, can Marty Scurll get a second chance? He seems like a person who did a very bad thing. He did a very bad thing. Uh, I don't know if he's a good person or not because I don't know him. And I I don't, I can't remember if I've ever talked to him or interviewed him or anything like that. But, um, I mean, at least he's not Joey Ryan. I mean, that's that's not a high bar. No, it's um, not. It's not. I'm I'm trying to, I'm trying to come up with something positive. Yeah. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. There, there's a lot of sides of this coin. What he did was terrible. He admitted to what he did. It's still terrible. Yeah, it's still yeah. terrible. That's it's it. gonna it's gonna be a challenge. I guess we'll yeah. see. I mean, they always say you know, time heals all wounds. I don't know. Hogan was brought back, but he's also Hogan. Well, here's the thing. Unfortunately, for so many people that were affected by the speaking out movement and were victims of this stuff. Time did not heal their wounds. Time made it worse because as time went on, they saw a lot of these people prominently featured with no effort or regard for remorse right. or or any sort of recourse or any sort of improvement until they got caught. Mm. And then when they it's easy to have that when you get caught. It's easy to feel bad when that happens. And that, you know, I don't know the situation or the the exact details surrounding that, but you don't trip and fall and fuck somebody. That's not usually how it happens, at least at least in my experience. Some some thought goes into that. And um, I mean, it, it's a very I don't think it's that polarizing. The reception was you got away with words, Sean. I got to tell you, you got away with words. Yeah, Just I know. I threw do. that in there. I'm it's, fantastic. But yeah. um that what he did was was not an accident. <laughs> what I mean? So, so remind my, me, did he did he claim that he thought she was of age, or did he know she wasn't of age? I'd have to go back and look. I'll pull okay. up his statement yeah, right now, and I'll, I'll put it up here. For some reason, I feel like his argument was, "I knew she was of a certain age, but based on where we were, it was legal." I thought something like yeah. that because it wasn't yeah. he in the UK. Yes, he was. And Marty Skrull's, uh tweets are now protected. Um, uh. So I'm going to track this down, but um, he, for those who don't know, he was backstage at a recent set of, of new Japan strong tapings. Now I was not told specifically that he worked there. I know he was traveling with some of the guys and he has expressed interest. I had one person said that he worked it, but I couldn't, I couldn't get a confirmation on that new Japan. I, I brought him up and I got a response, but then no sold when I, when I followed up on that. I don't know if he's going to work there. I don't know if they have any interest in him. I just know that he was backstage. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's been backstage at any other shows or any other stuff. Um, I know that he wasn't at the last set of ROH tapings before um, before he, he left, but I have no idea the the significance or the the stretch of of what what his involvement will be. I'm trying to be measured when I talk. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, What's your sense of the landscape in terms of the fan base? Do you think fans would be oh, fans, excited? No, no. No. Okay. No, okay. Not the ones that I saw talking about it today. Okay. 
we're talking 95% negative, and that might be generous. That might be generous. Ricardo okay, I mean, it, it, SRS deserves a raise. I'm taken care of. Thank you. Given uh, that New Japan is looking to establish a footprint again in the U.S., yeah, maybe you want to distance yourself for a while then. You know, uh, perhaps, perhaps. Mm. Um, so here is what Marty Skrull has said. He he said, "I am aware that a young woman has bravely come forward." With her account of sexual abuse by some members of the wrestling community in the UK five years ago, a community I was part of. Although I truly uh, believe that our encounter that evening was consensual and the fact that the encounter was legal is almost not the point. I understand now that she does not view our encounter as a uh, or she now and now views our encounter as a bigger part of the problem within the wrestling community Um, and said what concerns me at this moment is that from what I've been reading, she's a fan of wrestling and was made to feel unsafe in that community. That is not acceptable. I also understand that some people have been attacking her on social media. I implore you to please stop. She has a right to her voice, and it's our responsibility to listen. I mean, not a lot of not a lot of other detail there, so I don't know what to say. No. And the other one, um, <clears throat> I feel like he had issued a second statement. I thought but- something was said about her age. Here, wasn't she sixteen? Here it is in two thousand fifteen. Yeah, that's that's what she said, um, and it's very extensive. I, I yeah, it's very extensive. I can pull it up though if you want. Ah, uh, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I, I mean, think we get the gist. It's it's unfightful. You all can seek it out. Our search bar's being a little wonky, but hey, it's all right. So he's looking for work. Uh, yeah. Girl was I don't know the legalities based on her age and where they were located at the time that it happened. Yeah. But uh, I don't want to go too much deeper into it because I'd just be spitballing and it's not a topic I want to spitball on. So, yeah, let's move on and talk about The Miz. Let's do that. So uh, I got to tell you, Sean Rossap, I watched some of your post-Raw show on Monday uh, with, with Denise Alcedo. And I got to mention again, I want you guys to do a duet to the song from Greece. You're the one that I want. We got to come up with a timeline. Uh, we got to come up with with a target. Maybe people on the live chat can give their suggestions. You guys are going to do that duet, and that's going to be awesome. But I saw some of the posts for our podcast. I got to agree with Denise's assessment of the Miz situation. So here's the situation. From a storyline perspective, and I know that the diehard WWE fans, you know, they, they get offended when we talk about creative. From a storyline perspective, it made perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Perfect sense. Miz has the Money in the Bank briefcase. Bobby Lashley says, I'll help you cash it in. And then you give me a title shot. Obviously they both recognize at least, you know, the Miz did be nice to have some help to beat Drew McIntyre. Bobby Lashley recognized I'd rather beat the Miz than, uh, than Drew McIntyre. Uh, And they recognize, okay, Drew McIntyre just had an elimination chamber match. Then on top of that, Lashley's going to lay him out. Easy pickings for the Miz makes perfect sense from storyline perspective. The reason I don't like it is because the Miz has just been, positioned as a chump for too long and so for me him being wwe champion we're not talking the intercontinental title here for him to be wwe champion for even five minutes for me is five minutes too long based on how he's been positioned that's understandable yeah yeah i mean him and morrison they couldn't beat anybody unless it was a two-on-one handicap match that's that's that that got to the point of how they were positioned the miz could not beat otis by himself that's basically how this guy's been positioned. Bad Bunny's punking him out backstage, and, and he's doing nothing. And and so now he's the WWE champion. It's hard for me to accept it, even though creatively it makes perfect sense. Uh, and so it's just tough for me to, to, to digest. Here's my question for you. I don't think Lashley's going to beat him on Raw next week. I think that they're making it too obvious or they're making it look too predictable. Oh, he's got his title match. He's going to go in there and he's going to wipe the Miz. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Drew McIntyre is going to interfere and there's going to be a no contest or something, or maybe the Miz will even retain because of Drew McIntyre. So who do you think is going to beat the Miz? It sure looks like they're, they're, they're setting up Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. I hear a lot of people are saying uh, Drew McIntyre is going to get his WrestleMania moment in front of, in front of fans. I don't know if Lashley would go into that match as the champion. Or if McIntyre gets Miz first and McIntyre goes in as the champion and then maybe successfully retains over Lashley at WrestleMania, what do you think is going to happen in terms of who's going to get? It should be Lashley. It should be next week. There is no reason why Bobby Lashley should not beat the Miz in like two minutes next week. Hurt business surrounding the ring to make sure no funny business goes on. 
whatsoever. I don't want a, a, a shitty finish with Morrison running in. I don't want Drew running in. Bobby Lashley should win that title. Should win it. And if if it, if it catches fire, keep the title on him. Who, who cares? But work to whatever your WrestleMania program is. But, um, I mean, I, I think the way that The Miz won is okay, all things considered. He had the golden ticket. It's the exception to the rule. If this were a one-on-one match, even with interference, I wouldn't have liked it. But this was Drew having to beat seven people to hold the title, and he couldn't do it. Uh, Speedpunk says, The Miz opened the door for other jerk characters like MJF to succeed in the business. It definitely set a big template that that I think that MJF smashed and did his own thing. I think MJF... Yeah, I, I think MJF has kind of gone above the Miz, what do you want to call yes. it, template a little bit. Because the Miz, here's the difference. Like MJF has not shown me yet that he's the kind of guy that you want to trust with a Tonight Show appearance. MJF hasn't shown me that he's the kind of guy that you want to trust in that kind of setting, and you can trust the Miz. But the Miz, I feel, is is sanitized. He's a sanitized version of MJF. The Miz kind of knows you know, here's the line and I don't want to cross it. MGF will just catapult over it. Uh, and that's kind of the difference between the two of them. But uh, I don't know. I'll tell you one other thing and I'm being nitpicky and I don't want to be too nitpicky, but I hated the fact that when Miz got in there in elimination chamber, he hit the DDT and Drew McIntyre kicked out. I hated it. Yeah. Because I looked at it and I thought in terms of how they've been positioned, Drew McIntyre is at the top of the food chain. Miz is almost at the bottom of the food chain. If Drew McIntyre had the wherewithal to kick out of the DDT, then he should have kicked out of the Skull Cup Crushing Finale too. So I, I looked at I it like so. this Skull Crushing my, Finale my, is a, is a finisher. My, it's a finisher that's pinned dozens, if not hundreds, of people. Sure, but it's a finisher now held by a guy who currently is beating nobody unless it's two on one. But I mean, what what's that matter? What's that matter? Like, I, I look mean, at I, it different. I look. I I just I don't look at the Miz as being any remotely anywhere close to the WWE Championship because he's been positioned over the last year plus sure. as a bum. And so I looked at it like if he's going to beat Drew McIntyre, even though, again, Drew McIntyre had to go through the elimination chamber, and I get it. Drew McIntyre got beat down by Lashley. I get it. I would have preferred it was just a thing where bell ring, skull fuck, crushing finale, pins him done. (laughs) Yes, skull skull fucking finale. (laughs) First, I got Sean Rossat. What did you say? Trip and fall? (laughs) But I, I would have rather that it was just, Bell rings one quick move pin as opposed to sure. giving Drew that one last little hope spot again. You know, I agree. I think that would have worked well, but I think it it made uh-huh. Drew seem more insurmountable. <laughs> Did I lose you, Sean? Did I lose you? Oh Jesus! Hannah <laughs> says, "Well, Bobby Lashley also had no reason to have a shot at the title either. This way, he made a deal to get the <clears> shot. <throat> Miz slimed his way into Money in the Bank and slimed his way into this. I love it." Well, the yeah, thing is, why I get, like I said, I get it uh, creatively. I get it. I just don't need to see me a Miz in that position for two minutes. Lashley would have deserved a title shot, but that's not the way WWE does things. Unfortunately, they don't look at somebody and say, "Oh, you've won a lot, even though you're U.S. champion." And that's the thing; it shouldn't be an anomaly that somebody wins as much as Bobby Lashley, Jimmy. It should be pretty normal. I shouldn't have been pointing at Alistair Black in the summer and saying. He's the only guy that's been winning. Why isn't he getting a title shot? There should yep. be like five or six of those people on any given show. Absolutely but, agree. Yep. But right after losing the U.S. title, you shouldn't get a title shot. So like Hannah said, I loved how they tied it in and made it make sense. No, it, and it did make sense. Like I, it did. And and uh, and it's kind of funny now because, you know, we always talk about how, how WWE 50-50s everybody. Yeah. They've done a great job with Lashley. They've done a great job with AJ Styles too. Mm-hmm. Uh, those two guys have been very well protected and they, they, they always win, uh, or at least they have a good showing and defeat. Like AJ Styles was great in the elimination chamber. He looked like a fool for wanting to get out of the, uh, the pot early when they had a gauntlet match on raw to determine who goes out last. And then he wanted to get in early. That was a little bit foolish, but he looked amazing again. He was the guy that, and, and he's the guy that pinned uh, Seamus too. When you thought Seamus was being positioned, you know? Yeah. So no, it, it, it creatively, it made perfect sense what they did. I just don't want to see Miz in that position. Somebody already debunked you. Oh, yeah? You say you can't trust MJF to be on the morning shows. What about the time he was on Rosie O'Donnell and saying, (laughs) you are my sunshine? I actually did see a, I don't know if you've seen this. 
I saw a clip of MJF in high school doing a musical. Have you seen that? No, but I'm not surprised. Not he surprised actually is quite quite hey, good. He's he's a very multi talented dude. He was a yeah. good football player too. He did uh, he did a solo as part of that high school wow. uh, musical that I saw. I am Lucha says hurt business dripped in gold at Mania is beyond best for business in my humble opinion. Well, I don't know if MVP will be able to wrestle then. We don't know the status of that. Uh, Anakin says, I'm willing to let Miz as champ play out as long as he t- drops the title by Fastlane. Past Fastlane, Miz holding the title is unacceptable, in my opinion. I think that's even long. I, I, think, I 100% agree. I mean, we're talking about Sunday, March 21st is yep, Fastlane. Two weeks. Yep. Two weeks before WrestleMania. Yep. One, why are you having a pay-per-view two weeks before WrestleMania? That's stupid. Yep. That's so dumb. But th- I, I, yeah, I don't want him holding it that long at all i honestly thought it might happen on raw this week you yeah. know right right after elimination chamber and it didn't and like i said i just don't see it happening next week i think that they're they're making it just look too obvious that there's going to be interference but uh we'll see we'll see um also john doe says any news on thea trinidad thanks uh her 90 day non-compete is up i do not have any other information on her right now and she has made it abundantly clear that she wants any updates like that to come from her. So there you go. Um, Finn the Assassin says, could you see a guy like Paul Heyman jumping to AEW when Roman Brock Parker stuff isn't in the cards? I think he'd fit with their style great. Yes, I could. Yep, 100%. I, I think almost anybody, uh, when their contract comes due, will listen. Almost anybody. Uh, I, you'll have a few guys that are going to be WWE loyalists, but yeah. the fact the fact that Edge, you know Adam Copeland, who I would consider to be a WWE loyalist, he almost went to AEW. Yeah, like gonna listen, and and so yeah, I think I think almost everybody is is going to at least listen. Well, you know what, Jimmy? What's that? Where are we going with this? If you want to be able to kick out of a skull fucking finale <laughs> or deliver one, check out our friends at Blue Chew. I wasn't even going to do a read today, but how could I possibly pass? How can you just let that one go? Huh? Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form, and it's at a fraction of the cost. Why is that at a fraction of the cost? Because they have licensed medical providers that work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription because it's done online. No waiting at the pharmacy. No uh, waiting uh, around the doctor's office. You don't have to schedule that appointment. It's prepared in the USA, and it's shipped it, it shipped direct, rather, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. They, they eliminate a lot of the red tape for that blue chew. And when you use the code Fightful, you get your first shipment free. Just pay $5 shipping. That's it. Pay the mailman. We'll save the mailman uh, plugs for the future. But it ships straight to your door in a discreet package. Man, I'm fumbling all over my words, Jimmy, because I was I was so excited about this. Like, uh-huh. you, you lobbed up a floater, and <laughs> instead of knocking it over the fence, I, I dribbled a single down, down the right field line. And I'm... Uh-huh. But man, remember, Blue Chew is in chewable form, so it's ready whenever you are. It combats all forms of ED, but you don't have to have a problem to use Blue Chew. It's for that confidence. It's for that performance. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you will receive your prescription in days. If you don't like swallowing pills, no problem here. Oh, man, are you going to turn that into another segue? (laughs) bluechew.com code fightful uh we got a couple more super chats uh speed punk says what do you think is going to happen with sammy g i think they'll bring him back to tv he'll keep his vlogs doing crazy good if i were them i would i would talk to him and be like let's let's work out something let's make this good with impact you know what i would do if i was tony khan what i'd have him lose a couple matches a dynamite Knock him down a peg. So yep. to speak. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at, and it's not apples to apples, but look at the curtain call. And, and Hunter was on his way up. I think he was supposed to be king of the ring that year. He was on his way up. Somebody had to take the fall. Hunter, next thing you know, Hunter's losing uh, hog pen matches to Henry Godwin. He that, that, was, that was way before. 
That was way before. That was six months before. Was it? Yeah, the hog pin match was six okay, months. Okay, well, he was that. losing matches. He did have yes. to lose matches, and he did it. Hunter was a pro, and he did it. And and uh, and once he earned his stripes and got over that hump, he was off to the races. And again, I'm not suggesting Sammy Guevara's Triple H, but I think if I was Tony Khan, I would. I, w- I would uh, have him put a couple guys over, make sure that they're on the same page, and then off off you go. Got a few more super chats. MC Carvalho says, you know, WWE loves Zoe Stark when she's getting a match with Io Shirai. Mm-hmm. Do you think the reason Ty was putting in NXT is because she's going to face EO? Possibly. It seems like they're very, they're, they're pretty heavily into, um, into that tag division right now. So I think they do need to pad that out a little bit, but yeah, I think it's a possibility. I mean, like we said, they still have call-ups that they don't know what to do with. Yeah. Uh, Max so. Gamer says, do you think Lita would go to AEW? Yes. Absolutely. 100%. To me, 100%. After, to me, after seeing Sting in the big show, yes. anybody's on the table. Trish Stratus would go to AEW. Yes. Anybody Rich, would. Rich McCann says, I think Miz champion is bad timing because then they're having him in too many storylines at once. I don't agree with that. I think you should be able to be involved in more than one storyline at a time. I think that should be normal. I don't think it should be the outlier, but I do understand that based on WWE programming, Rich, that you feel that way. I just don't think that it should be that way. And Stellar Justin Lopez says, The Miz helped make the IC title relevant from 2016 to 18. I could have seen him being champion again. This incarnation is corny and annoying. Yeah, I don't like the correct thing. I think it's really bad. See, to me, a lot of it, too, it's it's even though, you know, a lot of the promo work and stuff that's that's scripted for him isn't isn't great. To me, again, it's the fact that for how many weeks have we seen him and Morrison put into two-on-one handicap matches. That's like the only way you can beat anybody is if you're in a two-on-one handicap match, and now you're WWE champion. It's just hard for me to accept, even though, again, creatively, storyline-wise, I get it. just hard for me to accept. The stonks are going crazy again, Jimmy. I I don't want to say too much. I lost lost someone, Moderna. I've, I've been doing all right. But yeah. uh, I'm still having to buy the dips on GameStop to get out of GameStop. I will yeah. say this. I don't want to go too deep with on stocks with people. Yeah. But uh, I've, I've, I've seen some so-called experts that have said, uh, uh, just take your losses so that you don't have to deal with the, the, the grief part of it or the stress part of it. <laughs> I disagree. I will hold as long as I need to hold. And as a matter of fact, I think Mark Cuban suggested that in an interview. He said, if you can afford to hold, and I will hold. Uh, wait for a big dip. I'll buy some on a dip in order to even out my average. And I've done that now a couple of times, but uh, I will not sell at a loss. I will hold. By the way, when if you're a first timer and you say, did mine get missed? We usually ask those super chats when they apply to the certain situation or we go back to them. Yeah, I lost a bit on Moderna this week. I was up pretty, I was up like 10% and then womp. Did died. you sell it? Like, yeah, I got out of it. No, no, don't see, don't no, unless you need to, don't do that. Like right now, the market is really bad right now. It's a red market yeah. right now. Uh, right I'm now, not gonna, it's I'm, I'm not, market. I'm not. No, the market in general is has been red, and I'm not going to tell you how much money I'm down, but I'm holding everything. I'm I don't sell at a loss. Frank Aguilera says, "Thank you guys for years of entertainment. My top moments include SRS and Alex losing an overbroad destroyer on Raw. You remember Jimmy where he threw the stretcher off the." <laughs> yes and jeremy and joe trolling srs over goldberg beating the fiend that's when i learned to not have them on a show with me anymore uh guys get your super chats in we got a few more minutes late but right after this you can head over to fightfulselect.com and we got the list goes on live yep we're live. gonna talk about uh wrestlemania we're gonna talk about uh impact wrestling we're going to talk about Anna Jay. We're going to talk about Otis, Apollo Crews, Sami Zayn, Bailey. Uh, and we're going to get to some business stuff that I didn't get a chance to talk to, to uh, talk about on the live show. We're going to talk about uh, WWE trademark stuff. Uh, there's one thing I do want to talk about on the live show before we wrap up. Okay. I want to get your thoughts on something that was said by Christina Salen. Christina Salen is the CFO of WWE. Uh, formerly of Etsy, so she's no uh, she's no rookie. She she definitely knows what she's doing. She was interviewed by the Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal asked her uh, about the WWE Network struggles to grow. Yes, and here's a quote from her. I thought was interesting. She said, "Quote: I would argue against the idea that the WWE Network struggled to grow. From our perspective, we didn't actively and aggressively go after subscribers in the way that a large mass audience streaming platform would." 
Uh, I found that interesting considering that week after week after week when the network launched, the all they talked about was the price tag, $9.99, yep. $9.99, $9.99. They had it all over the show week after week after week. I want to add some color, color to this, which people know. <laughs> People know is a term that I hate hearing on the on the on the conference calls. Before I uh, uh, expand for a couple of minutes, what are your thoughts on her claim that they didn't go after subscribers? It depends. Um, again, I, I'd like to hear your color on it, but I mean that's that's the point. You're supposed to go after subscribers. That's that's what we do. We we post compelling content that generates subscribers. If I wasn't or the stuff that I was posting on Fightful Select was not good, well, then I don't expect people to have very many followers or subscribers. You create compelling content and develop subscribers. I look at it like this. Um, first and foremost, WWE and Disney Apple, it's not apples to apples. You know, they they have brand value. WWE just cannot match. I mean, they can't. Disney's got all the Star Wars and Marvel and everything on, on their platform WWE can't touch that stuff. In the case of Apple, Apple also had a lot of big name stars on original shows when they launched. And it's hard for WWE to compete with that too. But when you look beyond the brand value and when you look at other things that these other streaming services did that WWE didn't do, I don't know if they necessarily could have done them, even if they wanted to. For one thing, uh, Disney and Apple, they cut bundle deals with certain cable systems and internet providers. Yeah. And so, you know, you sign up for this and then you get three months of Disney Plus, you get three months of Apple Plus, whatever. I don't know if WWE Network did that anywhere. Do you know? Like, did they cut any deal with any cable uh, platform? Uh, I know that they're on Rogers Cable in Canada, like in, in Canada on Rogers. It's, Canada it's, an one, actual, yeah. it's an actual cable channel. But I don't know if they did any kind of a bundle deal where sign up for Rogers and you get, you know, a, a month of WWE Network for free. Don't know if they did it. If they didn't, that was a missed opportunity. Outside of that, if you look at Apple, Apple still to this day has a promo where if you buy an Apple product, you get one year of Apple Plus for free. Yeah. Has WWE ever done anything remotely similar to that? Anything with their merch shop? Maybe if you spend X amount of dollars, you get a one-month trial to the network. Have they ever done anything to your knowledge like that? Not that I can remember, but I am i don't know if I would get those emails. You know what I mean? Um, because I've been a subscriber ever since day one. So like, yes. why would they focus on me? And that's not the type of information that usually gets sent to me. Antoine says they did the subscribe and watch this pay-per-view for free at nine ninety nine after this month. They did a lot of stuff like that, but I don't know if they Yeah, really... I mean, they did a free trial prior to Mania like a couple of years ago. So yeah. you could sign up and basically get Mania for free and then cancel. Yes. It, it's, it's like how, I mean, the honest truth, even though, again, you know, network executives, WWE executives, they want you to think that they have more fans than ever, which is complete sure. nonsense. That's the reality of why the subscriber numbers went down and, and are not where they thought they'd be. It's because of the popularity of the product. You can't, for her to in any way talk about how they didn't do what these mass audience streaming platforms did when they're completely different. It's really not a fair thing to suggest, but that's what she said. And, and it kind of goes in line with what these executives have been saying on the conference calls. Uh, they still, at least publicly, they believe that they are as popular as ever at least publicly. I don't know if they believe it in reality, but publicly on these calls, they think that they have as many eyeballs as they ever did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or at least they're pretending. They're pretending. <laughs> at least they're pretending. Uh, Rich says, curious on your thoughts on Kenny and AEW with the high focus on Kenny and Impact. I don't love it as it feels it takes away from the already large AEW roster. Well, the, Kenny isn't in the Impact zone for these tapings, so that situation might be rectified, but I like the idea of him going over to other companies because it makes him look even more important. I I agree. To me, it makes him unique and special. He's your champion. Yep. And so to me, it makes him unique and special that he's, you know, doing stuff in AAA. Did they ever show AAA footage on Dynamite? Um, when, he, when he did, uh, when he did, uh, what was the name of the show again? The Triple uh, Mania. Triple Mania. Yeah. Did they show any footage from that ever? I cannot remember. Okay, I if really they didn't, can't. that's a missed opportunity because they should have. But that's that makes Kenny Omega different. I have no issue with it. Like I've talked about to the point that I'm sick of talking about it, I don't see the benefit of an AEW Impact partnership unless the library is involved. But in terms of Kenny Omega specifically, I think it's a good way of making him look special. Yep, I, I agree. Well, guys, I hope you think we're special. we got a Sean Maluda interview 
this week on Fightful. Please check that out. Uh, he's got a lot of great stories that you guys are really going to enjoy. FightfulSelect.com. Head over there. We got the list goes on up next. Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.